you know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs podcast. Today, we have Emily Silver on with us from NAPS. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Emily. Thanks for having me. Happy to uh, be here. So now you have a partner as well that is having a pediatric issue. So <laughs> she's not here with us today, but who's that? Just so we can let everybody know. So my business partner is Jamie O'Day. And you know what? I'm really lucky to have a business partner and own a bit, you know, because we have each other's backs. She's got three kids. I have three kids. They're all little. <laughs> oh. And so this is a great example of if somebody's out or somebody's down, one of us can step on in. So that's why it's worked for so long. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, so since uh, we have you, I'm very excited about this, but why don't you give us a little bit of background about you as a nurse and maybe how you and Jamie met? Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, so I mentioned Jamie O'Day is my business partner. I'm Emily Silver. My background is I've moved around a lot in my lifetime. My dad's a Marine. I landed in Boston. I went to Boston College. So I've been here since college. So I feel like this is my new home base in Boston. But I say that because that's how I really got into nursing. I went to the School of Nursing at Boston College. And I was really fortunate to have great clinicals here in Boston and get a job as a college student at one of the hospitals. So when I graduated, I was ready to rock. I took a job on general medicine. I did not want to be medical nurse. <laughs> I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. Yeah, they heard us <laughs> all into general medicine. It's just the way it is. And I don't necessarily know that I still agree with it. But, you know, I was told you've got to get out there and pay your dues and work on medicine for, you know, a few years and get experience. And a couple of my aunts are nurses. And so that's like, you know, that was the advice I had been given. And I was like, okay, I'll go for it, which was great, honestly, because then I did go to labor and delivery. I did end up transferring over after two years and I had so much knowledge for medicine. You know, I could take care of patients on telemetry or with, you know, insulin drips. And so it did serve me really well, but I truly at my core always wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. So I got my way over there two years in, worked on labor and delivery for a little over six years. And during that time, I was back in school to get my MP and I ended up doing a family MP track. So when I left labor and delivery, I was fortunate to have really great connections with the doctors at the hospital that I worked at. And it's actually funny. I got my first job as an NP because I had just given birth to my second daughter and the doctor came in to discharge me, a doctor that I really liked and knew. And I kind of jokingly was like, I'm looking to work as an NP after this baby. Would you want to hire me? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, I would love to hire you. She was like, I could really use an NP. So I, when I left LMD, left the hospital, which was really hard because, you know, you just, I love delivering babies so much. But then I went and I worked as an NP for probably about three years. Now, all, all along and growing naps, which is what we're getting to here. <laughs> naps is sort of like a side hustle. Jamie and I had met on labor delivery, working the night shift. And we... We say this all the time, but this is really what happened. We would take pay, we would take care of patients. And for anybody listening that is a labor and delivery nurse, 
or any nurse really, like you have a very quick window to make a connection with these patients before you take care of them. Like you've got to make them like you and establish trust because you're about to jump in to the biggest moment of their life. <laughs> and so we would get really, we love, we just loved it. We really connected with our patients. And when we would bring them down to postpartum, they would grab our arm or like tears in their eyes and just say, can I get your number? Will I ever see you again? Could it, could we call you? Could you come over to the house maybe and help us? And this just, this just kept happening over and over and over again. And so that's really these night shifts, Jamie and I started talking about it. We're like, why is this happening? Why are so many people so scared to go home? And who is helping them? We didn't have kids at the time. So we're like, what, what happens to these people when they get home? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to stop you there because you've, you've said a lot. And, uh, you know, one, I just want to say, like, only a nurse would deliver, a, you know, have her baby and do a job interview on the same day. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> on that. That's, yeah, it's classic. Yeah. So that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I do want to say, too, it's like for nurse practitioners, it's a little bit of a weird space because I used to be the acute care nurse practitioner director for you know our, our local university. And I remember this one nurse came in and she's like, well, I want to do mother baby. And I'm like, well, that's not really acute care. It's not really family care. It's not really neonatal. It, you know, it just didn't fit any track. I'm like, you almost have to do all of them. You have to do women's health. You have to do acute care, family, and then neonatal to get like mother baby in there. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially with the new rules and regs. But I love that you guys ask the question, like what's happening to these people? And you didn't just let it go and just like, oh, well, you know, that's the system that sucks. But you actually started talking about it and came to, I'm assuming the conclusion that you could actually do something to answer that question. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about how you, what you guys started talking about and how the idea of a business started to formulate. Yeah. I mean, I think too, what you'll learn very quickly when you meet Jamie and I in general, whether it's through NAPS or when we worked at the hospital is, or in life, if we see a problem, <laughs> we have a really hard time ignoring it. Or if something's been done the same way all the time, we're like, why is it done that way? Is there a better way to do it? Is there another way to think about it? That's just how our brains sort of work. And I think that's why we became really good friends and clicked. But yeah, these conversations started on the night shift and I had lived abroad briefly, not long, but I had lived in Belgium and my parents lived in Germany for a bit. And so I have these really cool connections and friends from all over the world. And I sort of saw care in other countries and I started asking other people about other places. <laughs> and that sort of was an aha moment too, in terms of it wasn't just Boston that was missing the mark on care for women and babies. It's it's our country. So, but you got to start small. You got to start somewhere. So, and we had no idea what we're doing, by the way. You know, we did not go to school for business. We had no business plan. We had an idea that Jamie bought our LLC at like two in the morning when I was sleeping one night and she was at work. And we sort of figured it out as we went. When we launched this business, we just really we were so passionate about it and we knew that it needed to happen and we knew that nobody else was doing it. So we would, it was hard, but we would figure it out as we went along. Like all the logistics, all the business angles, the hiring of people and getting our first clients and things like that. 
I listened to a recent podcast. I love Sarah Blakely. So does Jamie. We follow her, but they were interviewing her about being an entrepreneur. And she said that, you know, she, she referenced jumping out of a plane and she's like, you just, you just jump and then you assemble the plane around you as you go down. And I was like, oh my God, that's definitely us. Like that's, we just jumped and we were like, okay, like we'll hire nurses. We'll get a lawyer. We'll get documents. We'll get, you know, we'll, we'll set up systems in place. And if something didn't work, then we would change it. We started with just daytime and overnight care, hiring registered nurses to provide that. And it just snowballed from there because we went on to have kids, which, you know, we'll get to, but that changed a lot for us as well. We added in prenatal education. We became IBCLCs down the line and really started to get passionate about not just breastfeeding, but feeding your baby and what that means. And so all of our services that continued to add over the years came from our personal walks and then our patients. Anytime our patients ask us for something or need something, we're like, all right, let's do it. And that's where all the ideas come from, from like a peer support group to group sleep consulting, live Q&As to talk with parents. It's all these ideas are people ask for them. And we're like, let's make it happen. How do we do it? Well, let me ask you this, because some a lot of people, you know, they'll see what you're doing and they see all the services that you offer and feel like they have to start there. Do you think you could have started with all of the things that you offer on day one? Yes and no. Like if I, I want to say yes, because that would have made sense to have this like clever business plan that you have you know, the prenatal classes, you're with somebody when they're pregnant and then when they deliver, you're there, like the journey, right? So yes, in theory, but no, like there's no way that we could have grown into what we are today without without walking through that whole experience, right? It just wouldn't be the same. We didn't, we didn't, you, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I'll just add that, you know, a lot of people will see, okay, they'll say, you know, Jamie and and Emily have all these services. So I'm going to have all these services in my hometown or whatever. But what happens in your hometown or your place, your audience is always going to be different. So maybe your area really likes all of the stuff that you're doing or the audience that you've attracted to you. This is what they've been asking you for. So not everything here would maybe benefit every business. Like every business has its own personality and it's grown from what you've learned you need and what your audience needs. And it really comes down to knowing and talking to them. And it sounds like that's what you guys have done. I think too, like in any nurse or NP that's looking to break out of the box and become an entrepreneur, start a business too. My my advice always is, you know, to not wait for A plus work to get started because you will spend forever and forever and forever trying to get everything perfect before you launch or do this idea. And it is okay to start small. Just pick one thing and go for it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, tweak it. And then maybe you add something. Maybe you don't, you know? So I think it's okay to, to come at it from that lens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I actually have students. I have a couple of students I can think of off the top of my head that have been in branding now for over six months. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> just, nobody cares about your brand. <laughs> just put it together. Just put something out there, please. But yeah, yeah so I love that. So tell me about the daytime overnight infant care. So that's what you guys started with. 
that's what we started with. So we hired, we hired, our big thing is we only employ medical professionals. So everyone who works at NAPS that provides care is a registered nurse, or they could be a nurse practitioner, also could be an IBCLC or have other certifications, but everybody is an RN. And we just, it was important to us to have that level of care. We wanted to model care in the home that was very similar to the quality care you would get in the hospital. You know, and really, too, if you think about it, why should you have such great quality care for two days, maybe four days after giving birth, and then go home to nothing? <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make sense, right? Everybody deserves an RN coming in and checking on them after they give birth and helping them. There is so much from mom's physical recovery, mental health-wise, eating, to bleeding. Then we have the baby and it's not just mom, there's parents, you know, family and everybody needs help and everybody needs education and you can't get it all in, in the hospital and you shouldn't. Right. And so I wanted it to transfer this high quality care from the hospital to the home, like the same model of like great education, evidence-based information, high quality nurses who are trained in this area, but just right in your living room. And so we hired RNs who had maternal child health background, whether that be labor and delivery, postpartum, NICU, pediatrics. We started, yeah, with these daytime or overnight shifts and clients could book a shift and have a nurse come once just to get caught up on sleep. They could do it two or three times a week. We would do whatever they, whatever they wanted, basically. Okay. So, and I'll, this is going to be a roundabout question, but about 10 years ago, I had a similar idea for stroke patients because we, I, you know, I started asking the same question. Why are these stroke patients keep coming back when the problem they had could have been solved either over the phone or just talking to someone with a, you know, some knowledge, but basically uh, I was like, Oh, so excited. So I put this business idea together and then I went and, you know, was like, Oh, I'll just, uh, you know, hand out my card to case management to give to the patients or something. Turns out, that's a major conflict of interest to try and do business where you work. And so that took me down the rabbit hole of, okay, well, how do I find stroke patients that are about to go home, which took me down into the marketing realm. So my question to you is, now that you've put this together and here you have this whole group of, of you know, working at the hospital of ideal clients. One, did you have that experience of learning about legal conflict of interest in your hospital? And how did you find your first clients? Great, great, great questions. I love these. So we learned very quickly um, that we couldn't solicit to our own patients. And I honestly didn't want to. It felt, you know, while they were asking me for my number, I didn't ever want to be pushing or soliciting. It felt like mixing. It was too much mixing. Like I wanted it to be black and white. Like I work here, NAPS is on this side. And we really, you know, had been at the hospital for a long time and loved working at the hospital and also wanted to be respectful of the policies and the rules too. So, but we didn't have to really worry about it. What, what happened organically was that the nurses that we were surrounded by and the, it was the doctors who knew us just loved what we were doing. And they start, they referred patients to us all, you know, we didn't ask them to. And so our very first patient was a BILMD patient where we had worked. And she mentioned to a doctor that was taking care of her that they really needed help when they went home. And the doctor was like, these two nurses who worked here just started a business. Like, here's, you know, here's their website, here's their number. And from there, 
it came about that doctors always, pediatricians and OBs in Boston grew to know us and respect us. And when we would take care of their patient and do a really good job, they heard about it and they remembered it. So they got really comfortable just referring patients to us. So somebody asked me the other day, like, where did all your business originally come from? And it was doctors and nurses who just thought what we were doing was really great. And, and so that was awesome. And then it snowballed into like client referrals. It was, it was all of our growth was organic, I would call it, right? So this first client who used us loved us. And she told like 10 of her friends. And so then they used us and then they told their friends and it just, that's how it went. And it was referrals and great testimonials. And we didn't do a lot of marketing. We really didn't. We had some pamphlets that we would drop off at offices and then they were happy to take our pamphlets, doctor offices and pediatricians. Well, that's not true. Some were happy to, some were like, who are you? And they would throw it out. Get out. No soliciting. <laughs> but they're sorry now that they didn't take your pamphlets because their patients are probably like, why did they, my friend had this? Know, like, they would struggle because like you, 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 a lot of people that go into offices for soliciting are selling, you know, selling products or selling vitamins or formula. And this, this was trickier for them because they were like, mm, this is, yes, it's a service, but they're helping postpartum moms and babies that really need it. And like, so that's sort of, they were like, this is different. And I think that's how they ended up seeing us differently because we were different. There was nobody else doing this too. So people would often have to do a few double takes. Who are you? Sorry, where are you from again? (laughs) All right, well, let me ask you this. Did you guys do um, the care yourself or did you hire immediately to have other nurses do it? Oh, we were in it all. So we did the care ourselves. We we did hire other nurses immediately, though, because the two of us couldn't have just, you know, done done the care on our own. I want to say we hired five nurses to get started. And, but if we had a client call that needed a shift and we didn't have a nurse that was available, we would we would go and we would we did that for years because we loved it so much, too. And I think that working in our own business also made it so much better too, because we were really in it and we understood every angle of it. And then being involved directly with the patients too, helped us to see areas that needed to be better or like something that maybe we missed and hadn't thought of versus, you know, what can we do for our nurses to make it better for them who, who work here too. All right. So did you have, did you experience pretty early on the need for training the nurses and, and developing like standard operating procedures and all that kind of boring stuff that <laughs> we hate in the hospital, but realize once you have your own business, it's like pretty important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had, we are a very well-oiled machine today and we have systems in place that we probably should have had 12 years ago, but we didn't know, we didn't know to, and we quite frankly, weren't a big enough team. And so we had basic, basic systems in place, but nothing as high level as, you know, a hospital. We, we, it was important to us to have a good lawyer and it was important to us to have like, you know, a good accountant. And I wanted to have really great documentation. That was always really important to me that our, that we had HIPAA compliant systems and that we were charting and writing notes 
And we had the, we can call an OB or a pediatrician if we need to like to have all of that in place. So definitely to answer your question, yes, like immediately certain systems were in place, but what's so different now as our team is bigger and we have other people helping us who've come in and given us ideas from like an HR standpoint or an operational standpoint of what we could be doing Things that are different today that are great are like, you know, we have a nurse who runs our whole overnight department. We have a pediatric NP who does check-ins with our nurses. We have monthly department meetings, whether you're in the lactation department or the overnight department. We bring in guest speakers. We provide continuing education for our nurses. And so things that Jamie and I had always wanted to do, you know, we're now able to do because we're bigger and we can. So. Again, yeah, like you get things in place and it just, it's not perfect. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> it wasn't perfect. Yeah, okay, yeah. It wasn't I, perfect, but yeah, <laughs> you learn. I, I had, uh, you know, a, a similar just kind of, it was one of those things where one day I was a solopreneur and the next day, you know, obviously not the next day, but, and then over time it was like, all of a sudden I need an operations manager and I need HR and I need like all these things. And I'm like, God, it, you know, it's no longer just me doing something amateurish. It's like, this is actually, the business has turned into like its own beast <laughs> that needs to be like, you know, I don't know, tempered or something. You know, you're making me think too, though, like our clients, we have such great clients that, and I think that our hearts were in it so much and our, the care that we were giving them was so awesome that if we like forgot to send an invoice or like mess up something like logistical on the business end, right? Like it wasn't a big deal. We And the big, Jamie and I are the first ones to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but we're like, I'm so sorry I effed up, right? Like we, we will just tell people like, oh, that's my fault. I missed that. Like I, I, I booked that wrong or I did that wrong. And I think that helps you like grow in your own business too, is to just like take accountability and say, I'm, I'm still learning as I go. And I did, I messed that up and I'll fix that for you now. Like this is how I'm going to make it better. I think our clients have always been really great. You know, they, we've been really, really fortunate. The people that work with us relationships. Now you've been in business for how many years? When did this start? So we've been in business for 12 years. I joked in the beginning though, that it was a side hustle because truly like I referenced, I was at the hospital, then I took this job as an NP. I had been in school. I went on to have three kids and I was always dabbling in naps, like working all the time because I just love naps so much. But it financially wasn't something that could support my family at the time. And I, I had all these other jobs. Same with Jamie. She was working at the hospital in L&D, running naps. And she we both used to teach. She would teach for Northeastern, teach the nursing students, and I would teach for Boston College. And truly what happened was after Jamie had her second Mackenzie and after I had my second Maddie, shortly after that, we realized that this had really evolved. And that we had reached a point where it couldn't be a side hustle anymore. It just couldn't. Like it needed way more attention. It needed to be a full-time job. And that felt really scary because we it it, it still wasn't going to be enough financially to like, it was scary. <laughs> so we were like, if we quit all of our other jobs and do this full-time, like what will happen? 
And so we had a lot of hard conversations around that. We literally were like, do we piss or get off the pot? Like, what are we doing with that? And we went and it was really hard because we loved it so much. And we were like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go all in. And I went in and I remember I cried when I told the doctor that I worked for that I couldn't come anymore. Um, She was so proud of me, though. She was like, this is amazing. And it was really scary. But we just dove on in and we, we started working Monday through Friday. Eight, you know, eight or eight thirty to four or four thirty every day. We had full time. We got full time childcare. That was key. We that's expensive. Stop, <laughs> I know, but we had to stop trying to work with our kids at home with a baby there, a toddler there. Like we just, we had to give it more attention, and it paid off tenfold. Like we just, the minute we gave it that nurturing, literally, no pun intended. <laughs> nurture by naps we just we took off like we 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 thrived and we grew and our business grew and we had to hire more people and hire up and it was so awesome it was really really awesome yeah that that's a huge moment you know we always okay because well, i have nurses ask me a lot you know should i quit my job and i'm like god no don't please do not quit your job but quit you know job number four and then number three yeah. and then let's quit job number two and as we're building up and you're you are like you said you get to a point where you're burning the candle at both ends and something's got to go and you have to make that decision and your regular paycheck is like crack right you're like oh my gosh like can i give this up and rely completely on yeah it's it's, it's incredibly scary. And you are going to have that dip at first, where all of a sudden that predictable income stops coming in and you're like, Oh, my God, I got to depend on myself. <laughs> but it's if you don't do it, something's going to give and, and usually it ends up being the business if you try and maintain everything else on top of it. Yeah, there's also that fear of like, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it might not work, but your job yeah. might not work out either. You know, that <laughs> there's no guarantees. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. All right. Well, so let me ask you this. Is this, is naps where you want it to be? Or do you have like more, you want more, a bigger vision? Or are you guys like really happy with what you have built at this point? So, what's kind of like the vision for the next couple of years? We are really happy, but you can expect big things out of Jamie and I this year and in the coming years. Truly, like we are. We've, we've grown, but we've hit a new point where we can really clearly see the best way to impact the most families, and that is through our online membership. So NAPS has gotten us this far through wonderful services, which will still remain. They're thriving, and they're great. But Jamie and I are in Boston, and we're only two people, and we can see people here in Boston, but we want to get to, we want to get to all families in this country. We want to rock the maternal space in terms of our prenatal and postpartum care and make it way better. And what we realized through our online membership, Nurture by Naps, is that we have moms and dads and parents from all over the country joining now. And so we're actually providing care everywhere. And our, this is what's really important to us right now is this membership, because Prenatal care, postpartum care, all of the content and education that you get with us on the journey is all backed by evidence-based research for better birth outcomes, for better mental health outcomes after baby, for better success in returning to work and thriving in your marriage and communicating with your partner, right? It's all, it's all from research and our programming shows up 
and solves the problem that we've really clearly identified. <laughs> and so this year is all about the membership, getting it out there, and becoming advocates in this space because we have made it better. We, we have made it better for a lot of parents, but it's not enough, right? Like we've made it better for parents who can afford our services. I want to figure out how to, when I say rock the space, like get involved on a political level, which I'm lobbying in, in March with the March of Dimes in Boston. And like, how do we make it better? Like, and on a bigger, on a bigger scale here for women and for families, especially in the mental health space. So we're coming in hot this year. We have a brand new membership platform that's launching in a few weeks. We've been building it all year. It's been a labor of love. But when that platform launches, it's our current membership, but in a much you know, more beautiful, user-friendly version. Um, it's a web-based app. And so that's sort of going to be what we want to explode this year and just get into the hands of people who really need it too. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for talking to us today. If people want to find you and learn more about what you do or even join your membership, where can they go? Yeah. So in terms of like getting to know us or checking us out, we are um, very active on Instagram. Our handle is at Nurture by Naps. We like to show our real lives on there and keep it real as parents. And then our website is nurturebynaps.com. You can see all of our services on our website from prenatal classes to lactation to sleep and support groups, and you can book them right on our website. And then you'll also see a button about our membership. And we have, you can be a monthly member or an annual member and inside of our membership that is sort of tons of content, over a hundred videos of content, all of our webinars, access to guest speakers. But the big things to call out are that we have live meetups weekly with registered nurses. So you can just pop on anytime and talk to a real like medical professional if you have a question. And we have a board called Ask a Nurse. You can post a question anytime, 24 hours a day, and somebody will answer you, you know, within the 24 hours. And so parents really like that. You know, it's accessible and it's, it's quality information. So you can check that all out from our website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for having me. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.